Good feet, orange supports. Yeah, Ryan, and your chubby fingers. Hey, uh, the fingers don't cause Ryan pain. He had knee pain. He had foot pain. He had back pain. He had all the pain. He, you know, the pain is still there from his wife spending his money. But all the other body pain is gone because he wears the Good Feet Arch supports like I do and like so many people. We have people calling the show. You know when something's good? When listeners call in to talk about Kavanaugh or whatever, and they're like, oh, by the way, first I want to let you know I have the Good Feet Arch supports. They're awesome. <laughs> that, that happens. I'm getting emails from people that say they spot Martha McSally out someplace, and they're like, by the way, I convinced my wife to get the Good Feet Arch supports. They literally <laughs> go out of their way to say that. And it's not just me, and it's not just Ryan. We, we literally have no pain. Uh, there's no reason to live in pain. If you're just you standing at work, sitting at work, walking around, whatever it might be, no reason to live in pain. Katrina, 24 years old, she works mm-hmm. here. She she's like she's tall, she's like five eleven. She's tall, tall girl. She's on very, her feet very all jealous. the time. On her feet all the time, walking around. She's part of the promotions department, and and she's like, my feet always feel like they're on fire. They're sore. She's like, I don't walk correctly. I don't stand correctly. I walk on the outsides of my feet. She got the good feet arch supports uh, nine or ten days ago. And changes are happening. Oh, my God. She's, like, happy. She's like, this is so good. She actually brought in food for us yesterday because <laughs> yeah. she's so happy that we told her about the Good Feet Arch Supports. She's now standing with perfect posture and perfect balance because that's what the Arch Supports do. So the pain goes away. She's never felt like this. She Again, like everybody else, she's like, I wish I would have done this sooner. And aside from no pain, you're going to want to start doing things outside. Like, I'm doing more jogging. I'm doing more walking. It's 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 a curse and a blessing all I, at the same gonna time. I was going to say, yeah, maybe you don't want to do that. <laughs> Go to the Good Feet store. Lifetime guarantee. Grant and Swan right next to Bed Bath & Beyond. Call 800 Newwalk for Good Feet, your art support store. Uh, things are going swimmingly. Are they going that way for you? Hey, it's Thursday. It's October 4th. It's still muggy. I'm waiting for all this mugginess to end. But, hey, it's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNSTAM790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. The three things I think you need to know are brewed to you. They're they're brought to you. They're brewed. They're brewed by Tucson Coffee Roasters. Go get your coffee now. Two locations. Uh, Swan and Craycroft. That makes sense. No, no. Speedway and Craycroft. Speedway and Craycroft. Craycroft. I apologize. That's right. And, uh, and, And Fort Lowell and Swan. Two locations. Go there. Buy the coffee. Get a cup. Get a bag. Get delivered to your office. It's awesome. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, well, as of uh, a little while ago, the senators are reading that FBI report, which according to the Wall Street Journal sources telling them, there's nothing new in it. There's nothing that would ever stop Kavanaugh from being, uh, uh, well, he shouldn't, he should be confirmed. There's nothing in there, no bombshells, nothing. They interviewed uh, nine people, the FBI interviewed nine people and a sworn statement from a tenth. And nada. Second thing I think you need to know, Mitch McConnell has done his procedural whatever it is, is that he does, and apparently there could be, you ready for this? There there should be a vote to confirm him on Friday, I'm sorry, Saturday. There's going to be the procedural vote tomorrow, and he should be, uh, there should be a confirmation vote Saturday, and if Mitchy, Mitchy, Mitchy didn't have the votes, I don't think he'd be doing this. Let's put it that way, okay? That's what I think, at least. But, you know, again, what the hell do I know? Third thing. Which is, you know, it's a lot. Third thing I think you need to know, and this is uh, this is the giant miscalculation by the Democrats. Oh, boy. A new poll shows. This is NPR, PBS, NewsHour, Marist poll. Say that eight times fast. It shows that Republicans have closed the gap that was huge. They've closed that huge gap in voter enthusiasm with the Democrats. 80% of Republicans now say the November elections are, quote, very important. of Democrats say it's very important. Statistical tie within the four points margin of error. 
Oh, boy. Let the Republicans know, by the way, that it weren't for Trump and Kavanaugh, this wouldn't be happening. If the Republicans, and they will get, I, I think they'll get more Senate seats. I think Martha will pull it out because Kirsten Sinema is a nut job, and I'll have more to say on that. Um, I think, uh, and I think the House, I'm hoping, and every election is locally, you never know what districts do, but I'm, 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 you know, I'm hoping and praying that they will keep the House. I mean, that's all, 23 seats is a lot for the Democrats to take. They have to take, I mean, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. And I saw a poll that, uh, that even had <clears throat> probably the least known congressperson in America, happens to be here in Arizona, Tom O'Halloran. I bet you most people don't even know who Tom O'Halloran is. Who? Exactly. He is losing right now to, he's a Democrat, he's losing to Republican Wendy Rogers uh, in CD1. So, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, uh, fingers crossed this happens, and then, of course, Democrats need to get their heads out of their butts and realize this is all happening because of Trump and then Kavanaugh, too. And and let me just tell you something really quick. Why would you say that first of all? What which which part? Don't tell them how to fix themselves. They, they I don't even know if they they know it, but that's, that's why you got to get more Trumpian candidates. There you go. You're not vote. Listen, you know how I feel about Martha McSally. You also know how I feel about Kirsten Cinema. And um, I don't know if it's just been a quiet race because we've been overwhelmed, and maybe we have been. Um, maybe because of Kavanaugh. And that's probably a big reason why you haven't really heard that much. Now, those two are going to have a debate in 11 days, McSally and uh, and Cinema. But let me just tell you, if you are too stubborn, and I understand why you are, but don't be that way. If you are too stubborn, too stubborn, and choose to not vote at all because you can't vote for Cinema and you can't vote for McSally, you know what you're voting for? You're voting for exactly what you're seeing right now happening with this Kavanaugh situation. You put Cinema in there. You know she's not independent. Well, how can I trust McSally? You know what? I get it. But McSally, I think that she's going to vote a hell of a lot more with Trump, and she has been, than Cinema ever will. And the Democrats, after they lose the midterms, and I think they're going to, don't, don't hold me to that, but I really think my gut tells me they're going to lose in the midterms bigly, and the Republicans are going to keep everything. But if Cinema wins, the, the entire goal from the Democrat, Dem- Democratic Party from 20, from, I'm literally, I'm not joking with you, from November 7th, because November 6th is Election Day. So from November 7th until Election Day in 2020, the entire goal is to just stop everything Trump does. And if McSally is not in there, and Cinema is, and you're one of the reasons, because I just can't vote for her. If you, you have nobody to blame but yourself. And you know what? I'm going to blame you. I'm going to blame you. And don't give me this crap. Don't shoot me emails, blah, blah. Listen, this is not personal. I'm just telling you. If you think this is bad, if you think Jeff Flake's bad, cinema is going to be Jeff Flake on every big issue. But even worse, she's not even going to flip-flop on stuff and make you guess she's going to be totally against everything Trump wants to do. So why the hell do you want that? If you're mad now as everything is happening, if you're upset about everything happening now, why would you just not fill in the bubble for McSally because you're just, well, she's like a McCain in this. You know what? You got to take the best of what you can do. Reagan said, get 80% of what you can do, get the best of what you can and go back and get the rest. You got to get 60%, get the 60%, go back, get the rest at another time. I'm just telling you, if you vote for cinema, she's going to fall in line or you don't vote for McSally. That's a vote for cinema. And she's going to fall in line and all the Democrats are going to do for two years because they have nothing is going to be nothing but obstruct even more. Like, this is just the beginning. So you have to put more and more Republicans to drown them out. That's what, that's all you can do. 
until they finally put people that actually have some kind of sense, and who knows if they even have that in the Democratic Party anymore, that this is, I'm telling you, that's all you can do. You have to do it. You have to fill in the bubble for McSally. That's it. And if she doesn't do a good job, we'll roast her. That's it. But that's a hell of a lot better than this. I mean, you think about it. You could say you don't like McSally. She's a McCain. She's this. I guarantee you, if McSally were in the Senate right now, she'd have come out last week and said, oh, yeah, I'm voting for uh, I'm voting for Kavanaugh. I don't, you know, well, I don't know, Garrett. She'd be one of those. She'd be like, let's look at the evidence and let's see what's going on. And we could take a step back. Um, I think that she would be on board with the president. I really do. So I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, uh, don't, don't be too, don't be emotional. You know, and that's the whole thing. You know, conservatives always say, oh, you know, we, you know, we, we're smart. We think with our heads. Liberals think with their hearts. They get the emotion involved. And Great. Now you're being emotional. No, I'm thinking with my head. I don't trust her. If you don't vote for McSally, I'm just telling you, that is a vote for Kirsten Cinema, And this chaos will ensue. And you're going to regret it. And you're going to say, a year from now, Garrett, you were right. And as much as it pains me for wanting you to say that, I'd rather have you not say, Garrett, you were right. Maybe I'll say it again anyway, because maybe we'll all be surprised at how much McSally actually does for the border and does for this stuff. I'm just telling you, okay? I just... That's that that that's it. Now you can comment if you'd like. Eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. Uh the 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 non amazing thing is that the FBI finishes uh their interviews and whatever it is and blah 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 for this report that apparently again shows nothing is bad and the White House read it and they're like, Well, we're confident he's gonna get confirmed. We're good. Now uh, again, these senators are go well, these senators are going to um they are going to read this in uh, the skiff room. Can't have any devices, can't take any pen and paper, nothing like that, no no phones. They read it and they leave. It's as simple as they can't do anything else, can't take it with them. I think only maybe select staffers may do it. It's not going to be released to the public, and I'll explain why. Um, but Christine Ford's lawyers already sent out, uh, of course, some kind of a statement saying that the FBI didn't even interview Dr. Ford. How can this be an investigation? This This doesn't count because she wasn't even interviewed. And the Democratic senators are saying, how can the FBI not interview? How can they not ask her questions? And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here saying, you really are going to insult Americans that much more. You guys had three hours, four hours to ask Dr. Ford questions last week. Are you telling me that you're too stupid to ask questions? Only the FBI can ask questions? You can ask her whatever the hell you want to ask her? You don't think the FBI is like, well, they pretty much asked her everything. Like, what more can we add? What, what more can be there? But that's what they're going to say. And and I, my thing is, why are you upset? You got to directly ask her. What would you rather have? The FBI ask her questions and you read the questions and the answers? You were able to talk to her. And then they get upset. Well, we should have more witnesses. We should bring them onto the, we, we should talk to those witnesses. So wait a second. You're mad the FBI didn't talk to, didn't question Ford who you questioned. The FBI questions these other people, and that's not good enough. You want to bring those people before a committee, and you want to ask them questions. Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Isn't that, isn't that a winning issue right there? Are you freaking kidding me right now? Losers. I have so many things. The New Yorker tried to put out another hit piece on Brett Kavanaugh. They're the ones that published the uh, um, 
the Ramirez thing where nobody can actually verify. Remember, the New York Times said dozens of people, we contacted dozens of people, and nobody could verify Debbie Ramirez's story over at Yale that, uh, that, that Kavanaugh took it out and showed it to her. Yet, yet, I know it's, it's Elaine, he took it out. Um, it's... They they try to get you got to hear this to believe it. This hit piece we'll get we'll get to that too. I mean, there's just so many good things that are happening. So many good things that are happening. Oh, they arrested the guy that doxed uh, Lindsey Graham. I saw that. What you know? Good. They do, they arrest. We'll find out. I'll tell you who that guy is. He was working for a, maybe the biggest nut in all of Congress. Oh, the um, they they people like that. They need to go to prison yeah. for a long time to stop other people from doing this stuff. What is doxing? He put out uh, on on Wikipedia the home address and phone number of Lindsey Graham, Orrin Hatch, and Mike Lee. You have crazies show up. Anyway, we'll get to all that stuff. Eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. We'll get to all this stuff. KNST AM seven ninety two Suns. Most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. 6.30. Thanks for hanging out. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Uh, Really, really quick right here. You know, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, I mean, she's crazy. She's the one that freaked out that hurricanes didn't have enough black-centric names. Oh, yeah. She's done that. She is... It's an embarrassment. I mean, that's... You look at her and you're like, well, it doesn't take much to become a congressperson. Between her and Grijalva, yeesh. Right? So, apparently, U.S. Capitol Police have arrested... Democratic congressional intern, 27-year-old Jackson Costco, C-O-S-K-O. Jackson Costco apparently is the one that used a House House representative's computer to put the personal info of all those Republican senators out. Lindsey Graham, Mike Lee, Orrin Hatch, they call it doxing, all your info's out there so we could find you. Yeah, we can find you, yeah. This is disgusting. So he spent the night in jail, charged with making public restricted personal information, witness tampering, threats, in interstate communication, unauthorized access of a government computer, identity theft, second-degree burglary, and unlawful entry. So Police said there could be more charges. It's continuing their investigation. What's that? They're going to send him to Guantanamo for this, right? They, honestly, they should. I think they ought to. They, they should. It's He, by the way, 27 years old, unpaid intern. Access to this private information? Yep, and, and unpaid. What do you do for a living? You're an unpaid intern at age 27? <laughs> I didn't think about that. You're right. You know, I mean, so it's like, okay, wait a second. Is this guy just, who's paying for what? How does he live? Because guess what? He also worked or interned, they're not sure, with the office of Senator Dianne Feinstein. And apparently as well, it says, according to Fox News, with at least one other unnamed lawmaker. A LinkedIn page with his name on it describes him as a Democratic political professional and cybersecurity grad student. Holy crap. But people, this can't happen. Like, people need to, to realize if I do this, I'll get in big trouble. They need to send him to prison for a long time. Because this could screw up our way of life. If if a lawmaker decides to say something you don't agree with, then somebody can go put out their personal information so they get harassed and hounded? And, and you know, maybe attacked? 
Are you kidding me? These people are nuts. Um, Sheila Jackson Lee's chief of staff told Fox News, it's unfortunate. And her office is cooperating with law enforcement. You know what sucks? Um, House Speaker Paul Ryan's office uh, declined to comment. Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry, wait, 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 Hassan, Hassan's office. Who's, 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 sorry, I got confused with the names. But this, this guy just literally did this stuff, and this is not the first time between all, everything, yelling at restaurants, all this stuff. Fox News learned Costco was discovered by AIDS Tuesday night working on a computer in a Capitol office that did not belong to Jackson Lee. He was arrested at his Washington, Washington home the next day. Computers will be scrubbed in question. So, yeah. Oh, Maggie Hassan, is from Wisconsin, oh, New Hampshire. Did he work for her, too? Uh, oh, Hassan's office had two substantial personal issues in recent months. One of her interns shouted, Mr. President, F, you remember we played that? Right. So we have that. Um, man, this is just, this is great. Oh, yeah, he also worked for Senator Maggie Hassan, as well as, wow, Barbara Boxer and Diane Feinstein. Dude, whatever. 6.35, we're late. We'll continue. Um, I'll get you some info on this report, why it shouldn't be released. It should be released. Apparently, it really shouldn't be released. Even a liberal constitutional scholar says this FBI report should not be released. I'll explain why. Here's Fox. Tone. Being informed unleashes a great feeling. Stimulation. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. It is. 6.41. Thanks for hanging out. Ah, the sun's out. There's no clouds right now, at least we're the window that I can see. Humidity must be burning off. I'm digging that. I am. You're easily impressed. I, I very I am. Life is good. Eight years of freaking Obama. And people are still complaining about stuff and things. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I do you not for everybody's memories are short. Do you not forget how bad it was? And do you not know how good it is now compared to what it was then? That's what she said. Well, thank you. Three, you know what? I got to add something. I'm going to combine stuff. Three things I think you need to know. Brewed by Tucson Coffee Roasters. TCRoasters.com. The freshest coffee, the most delicious coffee you're going to try. Go get a cup. Get the fancy coffee drinks. They have them there. They even use straws. <laughs> Two locations. What? Speedway and, and Craycroft and Fort Lowell and Swan. Get the beans. Get it already grinded. The freshest coffee. Get a hot cup and a cold brew for later. And they do the cold brew. They do the, the nitro cold brew. Cold brew. So oh, awesome. oh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, first thing that I think you need to know uh, is the FBI report is out. Senators are reading it in private rooms. When will it be leaked? They can't take pictures. Can't take. They can't write anything down. Can't do anything. But apparently White House is confident after reading it that Kavanaugh should have no problem. So there, therefore, uh, Mitchie Mitch, McConnell has said uh, uh, procedural vote tomorrow for cloture. And then Saturday, may, it looks like Saturday could be a vote to confirm him. When, when you're walking around Saturday and you hear explosions, just know it's going to be a lot of people's heads. <laughs> Second thing. What? It's true. Second thing that I think you need to know, because of the giant miscalculation that is the Brett Kavanaugh situation by the Democrats, a new poll shows Republicans have literally closed the gigantic gap of voter enthusiasm. NPR, PBS, NewsHour, Marist poll shows 80% of Republicans say November's elections are very important. 82% of Democrats say the same statistical tie based on the margin of error. Uh-oh. In July, only 68% of Republicans said it was very important. Now, 
It's 80. Uh oh. Third thing I think you need to know. You want to know how great stuff is? Man, oh man, oh man. The economy, friggin' moving. Uh jobs, 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 jobs. ADP said 230,000 jobs were added in September. Of course, the experts said 185,000. <clears> 230 jobs. 230,000 jobs. Now, apparently, according to some economists, including Hillary's main economist, Mark Zandi, said the unemployment rate is going to plunge. He said it would plunge to roughly 3% in the next 12 months. 3%. It's a 3-9-round. 3%. He said the labor market is rip-roaring hot. The risk is that the economy over overheats is very high. And this is more a piece of evidence of that. <laughs> Again, life is good. Take a breath. Step back. There's crazies. Don't let the media consume your life. Just me. Just me. Three things I think you need to know. I'll be talking about that a little bit. I, I'm going to, I was asked to do a long time ago, a uh, speaking engagement up at uh, Saddlebrook Ranch. I'll be there today at 4 p.m. One of their buildings. Why 4 p.m.? Because those people eat dinner at 4.30. <laughs> I'm Perfect. kidding. I'm kidding. Can I come? You know what? Here's the thing. I'm going to say so they don't, because they they listen, which I, I love very much, but I'll say it so they can't hear me. They eat dinner at 4.30. So, yeah. What? Huh? No, Martha, it's okay. what did he say? They, yet they still love me. I love them, too. No, I joke because I love. I do. All right, so continuing on. So uh, one thing you're going to hear uh, is why don't and I, I actually heard Senator Bob Corker said the FBI report Republican Senator Little Bob Corker as Trump calls him Little Bobby L I D D L E Little Little Bobby uh, that he said that this report that the FBI just did they talked to ten well nine they interviewed nine people and got a sworn statement from a tenth I just retweeted that out Fox News as John Roberts confirmed it um. There are some, including Corker, that say this report should be made public. Everybody should read it. But I saw Jonathan Turley this morning on Fox and Friends, and he said, no, 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 that, that, that actually shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen. Do you want to know why? It's one of those famous 302s you hear about. The 302, the 302. The, that's an FBI report. They take questions. And what Turley said makes a lot of sense. And Turley is a liberal constitutional scholar. He said these should never be released to the public because all the FBI does is ask people questions and they write the questions down, and then the people answer them, and they write them down. They don't say if it's true or not true. They don't verify. They don't do any of that stuff. They just they ask the questions. They write it down, and the people, of course, swear they're telling the truth. If they don't tell the truth, it's 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 a it's, you know there's a severe penalty. You can go to prison. So he's saying that, but this stuff is still never verified. So all of a sudden, if somebody makes this claim out there. And it's in the 302, like, like you know, one of these crazies. Well, I saw Kavanaugh drug puppies and do things to him. Doesn't mean it's true. So if something is in this report that somebody, one of the nine people they talked to, claims they saw or whatever, then it could be in that report. And then all of a sudden, even though it's not verified or anything like that, the FBI just writes down what people say. That's all it is. It's just interviewing them. It could be made public, and it could literally ruin people's lives. So, no, this this report should not be made public, and it's going to be very sad how there'll be Democratic senators and even dopey never-Trump or Republican senators like little Bobby Corker that put that stuff out there that make it seem as if the president's trying to hide something, right? 
Like the president can all of a sudden control the FBI as to what they're doing, right? He can he can control the FBI into what they're doing, even though the FBI literally tried to stop him from winning the presidency and then get him impeached. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the FBI that was going after him, Trump's like, I can tell them what to do. I mean, get out of here. So stupid. So stupid. So we have that. Now, this is epic. You ready for this? This is so good. Uh, we got to play Mike Barnacle. Now, why is the voter enthusiasm up? Why is that happening? Mike Barnacle of, uh, I think he's right for one of the Boston newspapers, maybe the Globe, I don't know. He's on, he's one of those guys that has the, just the sourpuss on his face every morning, which is what you need to be on Mika's face and Morning Joe show. You literally need to look like you're a miserable person. Like you, they, have you ever seen the show? If you ever watch it, they have like four or five people every time. And it's very slow moving, and they just talk about stuff. It's as boring as their columns that they write, and they're just miserable. I'm very serious, so I have the, the stern, sourpuss look on my face. And they're never happy, and they're always upset. And I don't know how people watch it. It's just miserable. Because like, they're never Trumpers. Like, it makes you want to just bust out a bottle of booze and just start chugging, because you're like, this is terrible. This is awful. Right? So, Mike Barnacle... Maybe I have to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this show doesn't make it do it to you? No. Uh, damn. So, they were talking about this, this uh, study, this poll that came out, that shows that the Republicans have closed the gap. They were just as enthused to vote as the Democrats, and, and the media is mad about this. So, leave it to Mike Barnacle to give his take as to why this actually happened. Listen to this. The one thing we can document, and you can document it any number of ways, is the president's constant assault on the media, fake news, has really, really worked. It has sunk in all across the country. And there's been a series of stories uh, about the Supreme Court appointment that have appeared on television and in newspapers that have caused, I think, a lot of Americans in this polarized political atmosphere of ours to stop, pause, and say, hey, this is just a bit too much, especially one of the later stories earlier this week about a note that Judge Kavanaugh, when he was 17 or 18 years of age, wrote to his friends about a rental, a beach rental, for a weekend. And at the end of that note, it said, you know, we'd best warn the neighbors, I'm I'm paraphrasing here, we'd best warn the neighbors and tell them that a bunch of drunks are going to be renting this uh, condo. I didn't hear about this. And I think a lot of people looked at that and said, you know, well, he was 17 when he wrote that. Come on. So things like that have added to this enthusiasm on the Republican side. So hang on a second. He actually said the president saying fake news is what's making people think it's really fake news and they should fight back. Really, Mike? That And by the way, that's the story? It wasn't the story of the woman that was represented by the porn star lawyer who said that she went to 10 parties where she witnessed girls getting drugged and raped and there were rape trains? That was put out by the New Yorker. It was and is fake news. And she doubled down on herself, this Julie Swetnick, when she talked to NBC News. There is a such thing as fake news. The, the news doesn't verify anything anymore. If it sounds like it's going to hurt Trump, they just go with it. It shows you the media still doesn't get it. As if that wasn't bad enough. Then you look at Christine, uh, Christine Ford's her testimony. The four people she said were witnesses all denied anything ever happened, including her friend, Leland, Leland Kaiser. So it's not the president just saying it's fake news. It's the news actually putting out 
Fake news. They gave credibility to this woman because they were too afraid to challenge it because you just can't do that. They keep calling her a, 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 like you know some kind of a victim or a survivor. We don't even know if she ever was sexually assaulted. It's not adding up. And then you have the Deborah Ramirez story. Let's put that one out there. Where the New York Times admitted, we asked dozens of people to corroborate this, couldn't get one person to do it. So it's not just the president saying it's fake news. It's actually fake news. That's making us realize it's fake news. Friggin' dope. 6.52. Let's get to 7.10 this morning. It's not just the national media, by the way. There was a horrendously one-sided story by a local TV station about this Kavanaugh situation with an event that took place in Tucson. I'll get that to you at 7.10 on Canist. What's going on? 7.07. It is your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNSTIM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need uh, to know. Man, oh man, oh man. Number one. The FBI report is out. Senators are reading it. And apparently... Um... It's all good. It's all good. A source familiar with this report told Fox News says it shows no evidence corroborating the allegations of sexual assault or misconduct against Brett Kavanaugh. Shocker. So, of course, it's not good enough for the Democrats. We'll get to that. But it's there. So um, Mitch McConnell has done what uh, he has to do as the leader of the Senate uh, to get uh, the votes going. And uh, there'll be a procedural vote tomorrow. There'll be a bunch of. Angry people speaking in D.C. today that the media make a big deal of. And three weeks from now, you'll forget anything they've said. And it looks like there could be a confirmation vote as early as Saturday. So heads, be, be careful. Bring an umbrella because heads will be exploding. You could be hit with all kinds of matter. Heads will be exploding Saturday when the Kavanaugh vote happens and he is confirmed. I'm just telling you. Second thing that I think you need to know what it's true. Second thing I think you need to know, because of the giant miscalculation of the Democrats, Republicans have closed the gap, according to a new poll that's out. Closed the gap. Don't let it get you, uh, don't, don't get complacent, but they closed the gap for voter enthusiasm. NPR, PBS NewsHour, Maris poll released, found 80% of Republicans say the November elections are very important. 80% say that, compared to 82% of Democrats saying that. A statistical tie because there's a four-point margin of error. So it's 80% of Republicans now. Back in July, it was only 68% of Republicans. Back then, it was 78% of Democrats. Now it's up to 82. So, wow, a 12-point swing, and then you have a four-point swing. It's pretty good stuff, huh? It's not supposed to be that way in off-year elections, right? With with people in power, the sitting party in power, sitting president. Anyway, it's looking good. Third thing, I think you need to know, the jobs keep on coming. The economy is on fire. 230,000 jobs added, according to ADP, beating the 185,000 guesstimate. Unemployment at 3.9%. Mark Zandi, uh, economist, who was Hillary's economist, by the way, said uh, the economy is on fire right now. It literally is on fire. And at this rate, 12 months from now, we could be sitting at about 3% unemployment, which is incredible. Three things I think you need to know. You know, it really must suck to be Obama to sit back, unless his ego is too big, but be like, eight years I had. I couldn't do this. This dude's in there a year and a half, and look what happens. But well, that's right. You're right. You're right. It wasn't his goal. His goal was to make things awful and to make us as bad as other countries. Um, 
Uh, and and that, that's what he wanted, to make it fair. Because he didn't like this country. It's not a fair country. We know this. We've gone through that. I don't want to talk about him. He's done. It's over. Whatever. Uh, so we have that. All right. So we'll get to your comments about all this stuff. Uh, I, I mean, it's just really incredible about the, this whole Brett Kavanaugh story. Apparently, there was an event in downtown Tucson. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got the... Uh, we need to do this. There was an event. 142, if you don't mind. We have a new person training named Shay. And she's a very nice person. By the way... Uh, we keep having females train here because we also are part of the Me Too movement. <laughs> I don't even know. What? We had Alexis. We have Shay. Pretty soon Ryan and I will be replaced by women just because they pee sitting down. No? I'm, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going I'm to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. So anyway, uh, there was a story that I saw. And it was on Tucson News Now. And it was, we'll pause it to let you know. I'll let you know exactly what they leave out. But they sent out a reporter. They, they did all this stuff at the beginning about Kavanaugh, and they left out so many things. I'll, I'll give you a hint. I'll, I'll kill the surprise because we're still going to listen to it. They never once said that there are any witnesses that corroborate that Brett Kavanaugh did what he's accused of. Not once. Not once did they say, it's actually proven. Somebody says they saw it. It's there. And as you know, uh, that Julie Swetnick was proven to be a giant liar. Uh, Deborah Ramirez, the New York Times said we contacted dozens of people to corroborate her story. Couldn't find one that did. That's why they didn't even run the story. The New Yorker did. And then you have Christine Ford and the four witnesses she named. Never corroborated it either. It's really incredible. But that never made it into the local TV's report from tucson news now they had a reporter named evan schreiber do the story and i'm like this is why people don't like even the local news for god's sake you know talk about fake news here we go listen listen to it for yourself here we go there's part of it she stood at the hang on pause it pause it go back i gotta i gotta let you know there there was apparently moveon.org did an event somewhere downtown tucson they had like 100 people standing and chanting on i think it was on congress last night so that makes a huge difference and things like that. There's just people standing and chanting, and if, if I didn't tell you about it, you wouldn't have known about it. Well, that's why they did it. Okay, make a big difference in life, right? All right, here we go, listen. She stood Lake at the forefront, no. leading chants of disapproval among the roughly 100 others along Congress Street in downtown Tucson. I'm inspired. I wish there were more people here. Sherry Luna carried a candle <laughs> among her peers, people protesting the nomination of Judge Brett Kavanaugh and his potential vote of confirmation mm-hmm. to sit on the U.S. Supreme Court. All this after at least three women went public with claims of sexual assault and okay. misconduct in Kavanaugh's past. Wait for it. Including a televised hearing with Dr. Dr. Christine Blase Anything? Ford. Various decisions that he has made let me know that he was not a person I would want representing me or my daughters or the women in my country. I expect uh, Kavanaugh to be confirmed. But local GOP leaders don't suspect the, the surprise. Guy. David County Epper, Republican Epperim, Party Epperim? Chairman David Eppiheimer told me whatever. he's appalled by the allegations. Sexual abuse or misconduct or whatever at any age is, is wrong. And you no know, we're not diminishing that at all. And yet... And I think it's very important. Uh, that in this constitutional country, uh, there's a presumption of innocence. And it, you know, we're, uh, that has been blown out the door. Okay, you got that at least. But those but downtown, like Luna, believing Dr. Ford's story is enough. 
wanting the reportedly wavering Senator Flake to take their side. I hope he makes the right decision here. I hope he listens to his constituents. I hope he knows that this is just a limited amount of the people who will be voting in, December, um, in November. <laughs> and although he is not up for vote, his party certainly is. As if any of you are going to actually vote for the Republican to begin with. Yeah. Uh, And by the way, again, in that whole thing, not one mention of the fact that none of the allegations have been proven to be true. If you listen to that report, you'd actually think that Brett Kavanaugh is guilty of the things that he's done. The reporter could have got in there and said, despite these claims, no witness has come has been able to corroborate anything Christine Ford or any of the other women accusing Kavanaugh of doing. But that never even made it into the story for Tucson News. Now, shame on them for putting that crap out there. And by the way, that guy that heads the Pima GOP, David Epi, Epi, whatever, Epipen, that's what I was thinking. I get it, the constitutional, blah, blah. Stop being so damn stiff. Just say it. No, the big thing here is that nobody has actually said, yeah. I back up what these women claim. Yep. None of the witnesses that were named by these women have actually said, yep, she's right. I saw it happen. They've actually denied it happening. And that he never said, I mean, holy crap. And that was on the local news on Tucson News Now. Now, based on that, how can you actually now they have Bud Foster. So it's a strike against him, right? High pants, Bud. And and he's just he's he's press Bud press release Foster. Anything that that good old. Pima County Administrator Chuck Huckleberry wants to get out there. Put it out there, bud. Read the press release for us. Do the one-sided story. Yeah, 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 bud. Go ahead, buddy. Um, So bud gets out there, jacks up the pants to his nipples, and he does the story. (laughs) Well, I talk like that. Anyway, um, so you sit back and say, how can you believe any story that they do? How do you leave out the fact that nobody's been able to corroborate this? crazy 880 knst 8805678 and it gets funnier because christine ford's friend uh, a lawyer excuse me christine ford's lawyer you ready for this one you ready for it christine ford's lawyer put out a statement her attorneys put out a statement you ready for this now they call it they're calling this this fbi report a supplemental background investigation a supplemental because it adds to it it's a supplemental it's the seventh one you ready for this her lawyers said an FBI supplemental background investigation that did not include an interview of Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, nor the witnesses who corroborate her testimony. Wait, what? There are no witnesses that corroborate her testimony. What the hell are they talking about? Fake news. Fake news. So they didn't interview the witnesses that corroborate her testimony. Which one? I'm sorry, because she said Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh said it didn't happen. Mark Judge. Mark Judge said it didn't happen. Another boy that she can't identify. Who? What? When? What? And then and her friend, Leland Kaiser, who Leland Kaiser's attorney for the second time a couple days ago, put out a statement and said, well, you know, you know, my client, Leland Kaiser, still has no recollection of this. Still never met, still never met Dr. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh, was never at a party with him. So I don't understand. This is like the biggest joke ever, right? Like I'm reading this. I'm like, this has got to be from the onion. Like this can't really be a state. This is the actual statement. They're mad the FBI didn't actually interview any of, the, any of her witnesses that corroborate her testimony. Who corroborates her testimony? There's not, not one witness that I know that did. 
If I missed it, please let me know. 880-KNST, 880-5678. No. God, no. 719. And there you go. So you got the one-sided local media, the one-sided national media. And then you have the truth. And you have what we do here. It's just how it is. You can comment if you'd like. I have uh, much, much, much more. What's in this report? Nobody knows. But nothing bad, apparently. Nothing that's shocking. Nothing at all. We'll get into that. We, oh, I have some more sound bites I have to play as well. Oh, that you know we do this one. Come, this is the best. This is what the Democrats have. There is a uh, I, I, when I say Gary, you could call the Democrats crazy. Well, seriously, do you remember when um, Judge Kavanaugh talked about Devil's Triangle? Do you remember that? You had that weird, awkward, goofy senator from Rhode Island, Sheldon, uh, Sheldon Whitehouse. Asking him about Devil's Triangle. Do you remember? We can get that sound by two and get back. And Kavanaugh said, What? He goes, What is it? He goes, Drinking game. Well, apparently, one wacky congressman claims that Brett Kavanaugh perjured himself when he talked about the Devil's Triangle drinking game. Perjured himself. You got to hear it to believe it. It's coming up. And your reaction to this stuff in five at 720 KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. 728, Garrett Lewis with you here on KNST AM 792 Sons most stimulating talk. Uh, it's still kind of humid out there, but it should go away as the sun's out. 69 degrees outside, 75% humidity. Uh, today, it should be about 88 and sunny, 85 and sunny tomorrow, which is awesome. High of, a low of only 59 tomorrow. How about that? Of course, it'll be like 3 o'clock in the morning, but I'll be awake. Uh, and let me tell you, over the 10 days, I just, I, I'm getting excited about this. We might get some scattered thunderstorms Sunday and Monday, just to give you a heads up. But it looks like uh, high about 80 on Sunday, upper 70s Monday and Tuesday. This is looking sweet. Now, can you tell I'm just over the hot weather? For, for now, you got to stop this, Ryan. You got to stop it. Uh, by the way, I got an email. I said in the last hour, I'll be actually uh, speaking today at Saddlebrook Ranch at four o'clock because they eat dinner at four thirty. Uh, and um, I said, don't worry, they can't hear me. So I got an email from the lady. She said, yes, I heard you mention your trek up here today. <laughs> Looking forward to hearing you. I'm like, that's funny. So I'll be there. What's and for dinner, by the way? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Can I come and just have dinner with those no, guys? No, 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 no. You're you don't qualify. So anyway, um, I want you to hear Congressman Ted Lieu. Actually, you know what, Ryan? Before you, can you play really quick? We got to find that that one. I meant to tell you this during the break. I said it on the air. The uh, the Sheldon Whitehouse when he was asking Brett Kavanaugh about. Um, Devil's Triangle. Matter of fact, hang on. I'm gonna throw. I'm putting it right now. Hang on. This is about the Devil's Triangle. I got it right. Let me throw it in the uh, in the actual screen. Here we go. Play. This is what happened. Devil's White House, Rhode Island Democratic Senator Sheldon Whitehouse was you know asking a guy who wants to be on the Supreme Court about this stuff because they were so desperate. Listen to this. Here we go. Devil's Triangle. Drinking game. <laughs> How's it played? Three glasses in a triangle. And. You ever played quarters? No. And you're okay. a, whatever. Quarters game. You bounce the quarter into the shot glass. You take the shot. Give me a break. You're such a loser, Sheldon. So anyway, that happened. 
right? They actually going by his calendar. He wrote him when he was 17 years old, 16 years old, his calendar. They played Devil's Triangle. Who cares? They're teenagers. Well, apparently Congressman Ted Lieu, number 144. Congressman Ted Lieu uh, was on MSNBC. No, no, there you go. And apparently claims not only is Brett Kavanaugh, should he not be on the Supreme Court, he perjured himself, which means I guess he should be charged with a crime because of this. Listen, I swear, listen, here we go. Letter, and there is no way Brett Kavanaugh should be confirmed. His performance under oath in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee was disqualifying. Not only was he very partisan, he perjured himself. So, for example, when asked about the question of what devil's triangle meant, it's a sexual term. He said it was a drinking game. That's one lie. Then he had to make up that it was three glasses in a triangle. That's a second lie. Then when pressed, he said you play it like quarters. So he made one extended lie under oath in front of the American people. No Supreme Court justice should ever have done that. Yeah, they should never lie about a drinking game that's actually really a drinking game. They're really going to argue what devil's triangle meant. And what it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is an embarrassment. This is the Democratic Party. If you're a Democrat, how are you like, yes, I'm so glad I vote with the D next to it. So glad. These are the people. I want to be on their team. How embarrassing is that? Like, if a Republican did that, I would make fun of them for a long, long time because it's that good. And Republicans have done stupid things like that in the past, and I've made fun of them. Crazy. 880-KNST, 880-5678. This is so ridiculous. Your call's... I promise on all this stuff, uh, nothing is in this FBI report. Dude's going to be confirmed probably Saturday. My prediction. Uh, more coming up, including, you want to know how bad her story's falling apart, Christine Ford? Remember she said, I needed a second exit because I was so traumatized by what Brett Kavanaugh did. Well, apparently, that's all a lie, too. And I have the details coming up. Here's Fox. If you push his button, he'll push yours. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yes, it is. 740. Thanks for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Brewed by Tucson Coffee Roasters. Number one, the FBI supplemental report is out and it shows nothing, nothing new, nothing bad against Brett Kavanaugh. Senators have started to, they started reading it about uh, two hours and 40 minutes ago. And the White House saw it and they said they're confident. Sources tell Fox News, the White House, they're confident that uh, Kavanaugh will be, uh, will be confirmed. There's nothing in it that would, that would hold him uh, accountable for anything. There's nothing. Zero zip zilch. FBI talked to nine different witnesses, got a sworn statement from a 10th. So Mitch McConnell has said the vote, we're going to have a procedural vote tomorrow. Looks like he may, may have a Senate vote. Up or down on Saturday for Brett Kavanaugh, so heads will explode on Saturday. Second thing I think you need to know is that because the Democrats have completely miscalculated this Brett Kavanaugh situation, trying to destroy a man's life with baseless accusations, looking very sneaky doing it, sounding like fools, guess what? NPR, uh, PBS NewsHour, Marist poll shows, and I put this on my Facebook page, the Republicans have closed the voter enthusiasm gap. 80% of Republicans say it's very important to vote in November versus 82% of Democrats, which is a statistical tie. Now it's jumped from 68% back in July for Republicans to 82% now. Oh, baby. It actually says, with Democrats already fired up for this election, the Kavanaugh confirmation fight 
has apparently had the effect of rousing a dormant GOP base. Nice job, Dems. Third thing I think you need to know, the economy's on fire. You're not even seeing this reported, are you? ADP says private uh, private sector jobs jumped to 230,000. 230,000 added in September. Unemployment at 3.9. Mark Zandi said the economy is so hot, it looks like unemployment over the next, in 12 months, may be down to 3%, about 3%, which is incredible stuff. Three things I think you need to know. Now, um, once again, I can't tell you this enough. Christine Ford's lawyers are mad because the FBI didn't interview her. The Democrats are mad because the FBI didn't interview her. But the Democrats interviewed her for hours on Thursday, a week ago today. What questions did you want answered? You had the chance to ask her everything. Why let somebody else do the job? I know you're saying typical lib. I get it. But Christine Ford's lawyers put out a statement that the FBI background investigation didn't include an interview of her. So apparently it doesn't count. And you ready for this? Uh, it says they didn't include an interview of Dr. Christine Ford, nor the witnesses who corroborate her testimony. I'm sorry, I didn't realize there was a witness that corroborates her testimony. Who is a witness that corroborates her testimony? There is none. That's the whole point of this. So we have it. Now her story's falling apart even more. You had the boyfriend come out, ex-boyfriend, I should say, and said she was flying in, in propeller planes. Uh, she actually gave her, her, her best friend uh, a, a lesson on how to deal with a polygraph test so she can get a job with either the FBI or the U.S. Attorney's Office. Um, he witnessed it. All this stuff's coming out about this lady. You know, remember she caught caught lying last week uh, when she testified about, oh, I'm afraid to fly, but she flies everywhere. And again, in the propeller plane. So get this. I want, throw me up over there if you don't mind. Make sure I'm up so I can play something on the air. Are you cool? All right. Do you remember last week in the hearing when Senator Dianne Feinstein asked her to explain the uh, whole thing about the second front door? If you forgot it, I just want you to hear it so there's nothing taken out of context. Right? I'm going to play it from over here. Here we go. Can you tell us what impact the events had on you? Um, well, I think that the sequelae of sexual assault varies by person. So for me personally, uh, anxiety, phobia, and PTSD-like symptoms are the types of things that I've been coping with. So uh, more specifically, claustrophobia, panic, and that type of thing. Is that the reason for the second door, front door? Mm. Correct. Is claustrophobia? Correct. It doesn't. It, our house does not look aesthetically pleasing from the curb. I see. And do you have that second front door? Yes. It's, it, it, and and yes. it now is a place to host Google interns because we live near Google, so we get to ah, have ah. and other students can live. Can there. you tell? I I didn't realize it, it is like they divide it. To me, a second a second front door. So now you have, I, which was weird to me. I'm like, so you're hosting Google interns, a second front door. I don't. Is she hosting is she trying to hide? No, but is she trying to hide? Or I don't know, understand the whole, she, you know, the, the, what happened to her in 1982 that she claims happened in 82 caused so much trauma that she and her husband had to build a second front door to make herself feel better, I guess, to protect her from someone doing it to her again, even though we don't even know if it even happened. Uh, however, Paul Sperry, a great investigative journalist. Uh, has a very, this is from realclearinvestigations.com, and he's, he's doing this, this is really incredible, um, about her second front door. You just heard that, she testified. When she was in couples therapy with her husband, the memories came up, so they, so they, they revisited a disagreement they'd had over insistence on installing a second front door when they had remodeled their Palo Alto home, Right. That's what she testified. She, she went to marriage therapy, couples therapy with her husband. Memories percolated up as they revisited a disagreement they had over her insistence on installing a second front door when they remodeled their home. 
And you just heard why, right? The need to explain a decision to her, her husband didn't understand, pushed her to say she wanted the door to alleviate system, uh, symptoms of claustrophobia, panic attacks. She still suffered from an attempted rape allegedly perpetrated by Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh in high school in the early 80s. Ford never specified when the renovation took place, though. You notice that Diane Feinstein said, when did you do this? Left a possible impression that, that it and the therapy session happened around the same time, right? 20, like, oh my God. But documents reveal the door was installed years before as part of an addition and has been used by renters and even a marriage counseling business. An attorney familiar with the ongoing congressional investigation said the door was not an escape route, but an entrance route. If you're that worried about someone coming in doing this to you, why would you build another entrance route, right? He said, quote, it appears, or she, it appears the real plan for the second front door was to rent out a separate room. Palo Alto City records show a building permit for an additional room and exterior door was issued to Ford and her husband on February 4th, 2008, more than four years before the May 2012 therapy session where she says she first identified Kavanaugh as her attacker. All the remodeling, including a new bathroom, completed by February 2010. The only additional permits issued to Christine Ford at her Palo Alto address are for solar panels on the roof, a solar hot water system in a garage, and of course, an electric vehicle charge station for the driveway, all issued after 2012. Of course, you look at her, she, of course she has an electric vehicle. So, interesting, huh? Got that door put on because all this stuff happened to me that I told my husband about in 2012. I didn't say it to anybody. I said nothing to anyone ever until 2012, but we had the door added in 2008. Now, if my wife was so traumatized, I think I would, or she would say something to me. We need to add this to our house. This is what, like, I wouldn't be like, what are you doing? Why are we adding additional door? For, you won't tell me why? No, not happening. Crazy, isn't it? Hmm. Other documents, including healthcare-provided registration records, reveal that a marriage counselor listed Ford's home, Christine Ford's home address, as her place of employment, using the extra room and her door for her clinical practice. That marriage therapist is named Sylvia Atkins Randall. And she sold the home to the Fords in 2007, but continued to maintain the address for her business. Contacted by phone... Dr. Randall expressed concern about her real estate transaction and prior relationship with Ford being reported. She said, quote, I don't want it to be mentioned. It's personal. She's a licensed therapist that specializes in treating disturbing memories from the past. She supports Ford. She said she's credible against uh, Kavanaugh. Hmm. Yeah. So the attorney that was in this article previously said the tenants call into question Ford's claims about why she installed the additional exterior door in her home. Quote, renters and a business operating out of Dr. Ford's home would explain the added door. Clearly, there were business purposes for it, not just one related to her anxieties. So shouldn't that call her credibility into doubt? I think so. I think so. 880-KNST, 880-5678. We will continue. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Why are you looking at me that way? Did I go too far? No. Um, I, I'm speechless. I don't think this has ever happened. I like that. Crisco. 
Yeah. Yep. Is that vegan? No. It's vegetable, though. Vegetable oil, isn't it? It's vegan. Vegetable. It is. It is vegan. Well, good for them. <laughs> Trying to be healthy. Yep. <laughs> Gary Lewis with you. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh, yeah. Uh, right now. But that uh, was a slippery situation. Oh, my God. Uh, right now, Democrats are mad that the FBI report didn't show that Kavanaugh is a sex freak. That rape chicks. I don't think anybody cares right now. Nobody trusts him. Nobody likes him. It is what it is. However, three things I think you need to know. Yes, number one, the FBI report, the supplemental report is out. Senators are reading it. Chuck Grassley saw it, said it doesn't corroborate Ford's claims. Wall Street Journal, Fox News, sources telling them nothing corroborates Christine Ford's claims. No kidding. Christine Ford's lawyers put out a statement. FBI didn't talk to our witnesses that corroborate her because there are none. Oh, you had a week. You had a... Go away. Go away. Go in either of your, your front doors. Go away. Uh, there's going to be a procedural vote tomorrow, and then a confirmation vote could be as soon as Saturday for Brett Kavanaugh. Second thing I think you need to know is that this has been a bad, bad, bad move by Democrats because it has fired up the Republicans. Republicans, 68% back in July, said they were they, they thought it was very important to vote in November. 68% in July. It has jumped to 80%. Latest Marist PBS NPR poll. 80. Democrats are at 82, so it's a statistical tie. Oh, man. Third thing I think you need to know, the economy on fuego. 235,000 jobs added by ADP. That's why private sector, so says ADP. 235,000 jobs. That is freaking awesome. Mark Zandi, who was a Hillary supporter, said the market, the economy is on fire so so much. Unemployment should be at 3.9. But 12 months from now, if it keeps going at this rate, it could be down to 3%. 3%. Holy smokes. Three things I think you need to know. Uh-huh. Yep. No corroborate. Be reported everywhere now. FBI report does not corroborate Ford's claim she was sexually assaulted. Now, remember, the New Yorker, they did that wild hit piece saying that it is Ronan Farrow and some other chick. They did this story. Nobody could back it up. Nobody could corroborate this one either. Debbie Ramirez went to college. She went to Yale with Kavanaugh. And she claims, and remember, she had the fuzzy memory, but she's like, he took it out and showed it to me one night. He put it in my face. What? What? That's what she told the New Yorker, right? That's what she told the New Yorker. And remember, she also told the New Yorker that, well, I'm not really sure it was him. My memory was foggy. I was so drunk. I was on the floor. I think it was him. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, that's what it is. And remember the New York Times? She went to the New York Times, too. The New York Times reported that Debbie Ramirez told us of this. We called dozens of witnesses, and not one could corroborate her story. Not one. That's crazy, isn't it? But it's true. Not one. And even she, Ramirez said, I'm not really sure. I can't be certain it was Kavanaugh. I can't. Foggy memory. All this stuff. Like Ryan's wedding night. <laughs> what? No. Maybe. I got married? Oh, there you go. Oh, boy. She told the New Yorker for 35 years she couldn't remember who exposed herself himself to her, at least until Kavanaugh was nominated for the Supreme Court. 
And then she sat down with a Democratic politician lawyer out of Colorado to refresh her memory. Oh, yeah. But then she told, she describes herself in the New Yorker as an activist Democrat. Remember that? And she said she has significant gaps in her memories of the evening. Because of the party, she became inebriated, was on the floor, foggy, and slurring her words. Hell of a witness. And again, nobody could corroborate that. Well, New Yorker went with that. Now the New Yorker has another hit piece out. This is great. Came out yesterday. Uh, claiming the FBI investigation into the sex assault claims was insufficient. Why? How is it? In- they, they said that before it was even released. This is insufficient. Not good enough. Really? Here's the story from the New Yorker. You, re- you ready for this? Now, don't drive off the road in laughter. Okay? Don't drive off the road in laughter. It's from the New Yorker. Frustrated potential witnesses who have been unable to speak with FBI agents conducting the investigation into sexual assault allegations against Trump's Supreme Court nominee Kavanaugh have been resorting to sending statements unsolicited to the Bureau and to senators in hopes they would be seen before the inquiry concluded. What? Who who are these people? Kenneth Appold is the first one. He says he can support the claims that Deborah Ramirez claimed that Brett took it out, showed it to her, put it in her face. Oh, can he? Yep. Now. Yep. 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 Kenneth G. Appold was a sweet mate of Kavanaugh's at the time of the alleged incident. Is this the one that he didn't like? Anyway, I don't know. He had previously spoken to the New Yorker about Ramirez on condition of anonymity, but he said that he's now willing to be identified because he believes the FBI must thoroughly investigate her allegation. Appold, who is the James Hastings Nichols Professor of Reformation History, Reformation History at Princeton Theological Seminary, said that he first heard about the alleged incident involving Kavanaugh and Ramirez either the night it occurred or a day or two later. Solid. What he didn't witness it himself. Did you, did you get that? Mm-hmm. He heard about it first, either the night it happened. Or a day or two later. Appold said he was 100% certain that he was told that Kavanaugh was the male student who exposed himself to Ramirez. That's actually in the New Yorker story. This is terrible. A guy that claims he was told about this the night or a day or two later from this happening 37 years ago. Yeah, 100% certain that he was told that Kavanaugh was the guy. What made him so sure about this? Because remember, secondhand information, right? Later on in the story, paragraphs later, they tried to bury this. Appold said he initially asked to remain anonymous because he hoped to make contact first with the classmate, who, to the best of his recollection, told him about the party and was an eyewitness to the incident. Let me repeat that one more time because this is very important. He said initially he wanted to be anonymous because he hoped to contact first with the classmate. He wanted to make contact first with the classmate who, to the best of his recollection, told him about the party and was an eyewitness to the incident. He said that he had not been able to get any response from that person despite multiple attempts to do so. The New Yorker reached that classmate, but he said he had no memory of the incident. So here we go. The New Yorker came to the conclusion that the FBI report is a joke because witnesses are being ignored by the FBI, including this guy who got second-hand information from a person who then told the New Yorker with the first-hand information, I have no memory of this incident. 
Wait. Yes. Did it, was that too confusing? No, but you forget that sources say these things, and sources are always correct and on the inside. That's what they base all their stuff off of. Sources mm-hmm. say. Source sources say. And there's no there's no yes. uh, vetting of the sources. No, why should, there's not anymore. There used to be. I remember when I went to college, and I unfortunately oh, majored in broadcast guys. journalism. And they were like, not only to double check, you have to triple check your stories. And I'm like, that was called in, <laughs> that was called integrity. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it, it's yeah. That's that's what's going on there. That's isn't that awesome? Yeah. Isn't that great? Eight eight zero KNST. I'm not done yet. Okay. I'm not done yet. Eight eight zero KNST. Eight eight zero five six seven. If you want to comment on this, feel free. Feel free. It gets worse. You ready for this? I'll do tell. You want to know another reason why Kavanaugh? Needs to not be the next Supreme Court justice. It's not just that he's apparently like a sex freak or something like that. Um, it's also, it's also because apparently he was a bully, according to someone. Who is that someone? The New Yorker. <clears throat> they talked to someone. Ready for this? In his statement, which his attorney also sent to several members of the Senate Judiciary Committee on Tuesday. There's another guy. He described Kavanaugh as part of a clique of high school athletes, most of whom were on the football team, who routinely picked on less physically fit or popular students. He said that he never witnessed Kavanaugh physically attacking another student, but he recalled him doing nothing to stop the physical and verbal abuse. Instead, he said Kavanaugh stood by and laughed at the victims. So he didn't do anything to anybody. He just stood by, according to someone, with secondhand information. And that will ruin your life. Do you understand that when you're 17? And if somebody gets made fun of and you laugh, you can never be on the Supreme Court ever again. Or ever. Um, Throw me up over there. We actually have a star witness. Another one. I want you to hear this. This is just breaking news right now. Again, this is is, uh, someone who actually has dirt on Kavanaugh. Uh, gang raping and laughing and making fun of people. Listen. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. There you go. Apparently the FBI did not talk to that person either. And that's a shame. That's a shame. Uh, Charlie, welcome to KNST. Hello, Charlie. Oh, you got to turn the phone. Hang on. Wait, wait, Charlie. Wait, wait for me. You you good now? Charlie, welcome to KNST. Hello, Charlie. Yes. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I just wanted to disagree with you and Rush Limbaugh on one thing. What? I don't think the left is crazy. Hmm. I think they are evil. I know what these people are like. I went to a leftist university in the East, and the prevailing ethos is Marxist-Leninist, and they believe in a collectivist country run by a ruling class, which just happens to be them. And to that, to that end, they believe, as Lenin did, that the ends justify the means, including libel, slander, and lying. And, it's, <clears throat> and so, you know, to that end, I'm not surprised at what's going on. That's all I have to say. Well, thank you, Charlie. I appreciate that. Uh, listen, you are correct in, in so I got to find the sound by you sparked something in me. I was. Uh, making dinner because my wife told me to. 
and I'm good at it. Making dinner, I'm chopping, I'm slicing, I'm doing things, right? And and I happen to have the TV on, and I watched Martha McCallum's show on Fox, and there was a woman who was a survivor of sex assault, rape, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But she wants Kavanaugh confirmed. And she said that when she was talking to women down at the Capitol who don't want Kavanaugh confirmed, and she said, I asked them, what, what if this, what if your husband or son or someone was falsely accused of this and couldn't get a job or anything? And she said, the women said, well, you know what? That's just the sacrifice that needs to be. Like what this gentleman just said, for the greater good, for the greater good of the cause. And I was like, oh, and she was like, this is frightening that they think it's okay for men that are innocent to literally get their lives destroyed because either they were the victim of some other jerk man, some piece of crap guy that did something to them, or who knows what. They they are quite evil in that aspect. I mean, now they're like condemning this guy, Kavanaugh, for being mad, for being called a gang rapist that drug girls to rape him. Who wouldn't be mad? Matter of fact, I have something like that coming up. Don't go anywhere. Get more of your reaction to this stuff. Uh, KNST AM 792, Sod's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. 829, thanks for hanging out. Gary Lewis with you. KNST AM 792, Sod's most stimulating talk. It will be sunny in about 88 today. Could have some rain Sunday and Monday. But that's a while from now. It's only Thursday. On my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow it. That way we can talk with each other that way. I have the story about uh, the Democrats really screwing up trying to destroy Kavanaugh. It has made voter enthusiasm jump in the Republican Party from 68% in July to 80% now. And Dems are at 82%, so it's statistically tied. Uh Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. So we have that, which is nice. Now, I want you to hear Chuck Schumer. He just said this minutes ago. Again, you know the Democrats are going to be nothing but angry because there is literally, according to Chuck Grassley, I know he's a Republican, Chuck Grassley, FBI found no hint of misconduct in its report on sexual assault allegations against Brett Kavanaugh, according to Republican Senate Judiciary Chair Chuck Grassley. Chuck Grassley said it's time to vote. It's time to vote. None of this, nothing in this FBI FBI report corroborates Christine Ford's claims. They talked to nine people, got a tenth uh, giving a sworn statement. That's what happens. But Chuck Schumer stepped to the microphone just minutes ago. Am I up over there? Are we cool? Throw me up over there if you don't mind. Thank you very much, Shay. Uh, this is what Chuck Schumer said. Listen, ready? I disagree. Having received this the, a briefing on all of the documents, I disagree with Senator Grassley's statement that there was no hint of misconduct. Okay. And third, wait, we are reiterating... Wait, you disagree? Explain it. Explain it. Our call, given how limited... So he doesn't say anything, and he goes into a fourth reason, but I want to just jump ahead toward, toward the end when people ask him. The fact that there's only listen, one document in there listen. for 100 senators is another example of constraining the ability of all senators yes. and the American public okay. to see the whole truth and nothing but. 
Thank you. Senator, what do you mean that you disagree with Senator Bradley's statement? Okay. Senator. Senator. So he just throws out that giant matzo ball. He throws it out there. I disagree with Senator Grass that there was no hint of misconduct. And then he goes, thank you. And he goes to walk away. And the reporter's like, well, what do you mean? What do you And doesn't want to answer it. They just like to throw stuff out there to create a narrative. It's fake news. Fake news. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the FBI was right to investigate Trump. Yes, right? They're perfect. Yeah, you're right. Perfect. FBI was the, they, they doing their job. They're right on going after Trump because he definitely colluded with Russia, right? FBI was right on it. Now the FBI is just terrible because they didn't do a good enough job talking to everybody here. <laughs> we see right through it. All right, much more to talk about, including yeah, this story. This, this crazy. Um, a man who was, pro-abortion, did a roundhouse kick to the face to a woman who is peacefully protesting abortion. This is crazy. we got to talk about that. Don't go. There's that. There's so much more to talk about, including also CNN, uh, the anchor, deciding to jump in and defend Brett Kavanaugh's uh, reputation being trashed. you got to hear that to believe it, too. It's all coming up. First on KNST, here's Fox. He doesn't need to take a selfie because he thinks about himself all the damn time. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. I'm doing it right now. Thinking about me. Yes. Wait. Again. And and even now. Hey, uh, three things I think you need to know. Brewed by Tucson Coffee Roasters, tcroasters.com. Get the best coffee. Number one, the FBI report is out. Senators are reading it. The reactions are priceless. Nothing in this supplemental FBI report where they talked to nine other people, got a sworn statement from a tenth. None of it, according to Grassley, sources in the White House, Fox News, Wall Street Journal, none of it actually corroborates anything Christine Ford says. So people, none of them corroborated anything. Despite the fact Christine Ford's lawyers put out a statement and said, the FBI didn't talk to my client. They didn't talk to the witnesses that can corroborate her story. Because there are no witnesses that can corroborate her story. Everyone she named said, no, it's not true, never happened. So there'll be a vote, it looks like Saturday. There's going to be a procedural vote tomorrow. And probably Saturday. Saturday is when Kavanaugh is going to be, is going to be confirmed. Second thing I think you need to know. Uh, This has made Republican voter enthusiasm jump off the charts. PBS, NPR, Marist poll back in July had voter enthusiasm for Republicans at 68%. 68% said, very important to vote November. Jumped to 80% now because of this. Democrats are at 82, statistical tie. Uh Uh-oh. Nice work. Nice work. This is up there with the whole Papa John slogan they tried to use. Third thing I think you need to know, the economy is on fuego. This is what people care about. 235,000 private sector jobs added in September, according to ADP. It was supposed to be 185,000, according to the egghead experts that thought Obama was good on the economy. Uh, Mark Zandi, economist, said the uh, unemployment rate should be at 3.9. If this continues, he said 12 months from now, we could be at around 3% unemployment, which is incredible. Incredible. Now, you got to hear this. Three things I think you need to know. You got to hear this. 
Senator Dianne Feinstein, the problem with all this, she's the one. She's, she's a, you know, if not the cause, one of the biggest causes of this whole situation. Horrible. You know, she, she, she had a Chinese spy driving her around for 20 years. Too stupid to realize it. And she was on the Senate Intelligence Committee. Should have been the Senate Lack of Intelligence Committee. Anyway, Feinstein stepped up to the mic before Chuck Schumer. I'm not going to take any questions on this. I'm just going to say things and leave. Okay, cool. You got to hear this to believe it. Are you ready for it? Am I up over there? Thank you, Shay. Here we go. Listen to this. At 9 o'clock this morning, my staff and I reviewed the FBI's report into sexual assault allegations against Brett Kavanaugh. Let me be clear. I can't talk about the detail because this remains a confidential part of the background report. I hope that uh, changes uh, are made and we'll be able to talk more about what the FBI did later. But what I can say is that the most notable part of this report is what's not in it. (laughs) The most notable part of the part of the report is what not is what's not in it. By the way, she also said she didn't read the entire thing. The most notable part of this report is what's not in it. Well, how do you know? You'll hear later on. She didn't actually read the entire report. You have to pass it to find out what's in it. Now, this it gets. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Just, just hang with me. As we noted by the White House, the FBI did not interview Brett Kavanaugh, nor did the FBI interview Dr. Blasey Ford. Hang on. The, this is the seventh background check performed by the FBI in this guy. They've talked to him six other times. Why should they ask questions when you guys were able to ask him questions? What other questions did you did you want the FBI to say? All right, Devil's Triangle, drinking game, no drinking game, huh? Huh? What does boof mean? Huh? You wrote the word Ralph. You want to explain that? You guys on the Senate Judiciary Committee were able to ask Kavanaugh and Ford questions. Why are you passing the buck again? You had the opportunity. Don't be mad. It's not the buck. It's responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Hang on. What we've heard. Oh, oh, oh. She frees up. Wait. Seeking to provide information to the FBI. We have seen even more press reports of witnesses Ready? who wanted to speak I told with you about the them. FBI, but were not interviewed. Deborah Ramirez's lawyer said he was unaware of any corroborating witnesses who were interviewed. Wait, there were no corroborating witnesses. That's the whole point. Deborah Ramirez herself said, I can't really remember. I don't really know. She'll the New Yorker. I don't not really. I can't say it was Brett who took it out. I was inebriated. I was on the floor. I was so drunk. I was foggy. I have memory gaps. And then I told you just a few minutes ago about the story in the New Yorker. The one guy that says, I can verify. I can stand. I can corroborate what Ramirez said. Because he said he heard about it either that night, didn't see it, didn't see Brett take it out. I heard about what he did that night or maybe a day or two later. But I wanted to remain, he said, I want to remain anonymous. I wanted to until now because I was hoping to contact the classmate that told me about it. And I haven't been able to do so. And the New Yorker actually contacted the classmate that told him about this. And the classmate said, I have no memory of that. There are no corroborating witnesses, Die Candidly, 
what we reviewed today in a very limited time. Uh, I was there. I had to leave. Ready? Uh, the report is in parts, and I had the opportunity to read some, but not all of it. Why? Why couldn't you read all of it? What's the most damning thing is the stuff that I didn't read. And I did that purposefully, one, because I'm lazy, two, because it gives me an out to say, there's stuff that's just not, I didn't see, there's stuff I didn't see in there. Because you didn't read it? Well, yeah, but it wasn't in there either. Yeah, yeah. So, now you're ready. Let me just go back just a second. Ready? Here we go. And I had the opportunity to read some, but not all of it. Okay. It, it looks to be a product of an incomplete investigation. How can you say it's incomplete if you didn't even read the whole thing? You, you did an incomplete job. You didn't read the whole thing. That was limited, uh, perhaps by the White House. Uh, no, and here's the even Lindsey Graham said, the White House has nothing to do with it. This is a Senate investigation. The Senate is in charge of this. The Senate told the FBI, do your investigation. Lindsey Graham even said there's nothing, nothing that Trump could do to tell the FBI to do something or not. And again, let me remind you one more time. All of a sudden, the FBI that did everything they could to get rid of Trump, to stop him from being president, to frame him, to be in some kind of collusion with Russia. All of a sudden, that same FBI is like, you know what, we should probably do what Trump tells us to do and not try to make him look bad and not, not, you know, not make his nominee look bad and stuff like that. This is beyond insane. Beyond insane. What? There's nobody there. You hung up on the person. <clears throat> right now, we're late. Is this going to be quick? Okay, hang on. Isn't that, hang on. Isn't that incredible about Diane Feinstein? I mean, everything. <laughs> what's really notable is what's not in there. And I didn't read the whole thing, but it looks to be incomplete to me. Harold, welcome to KNST. Hi. Hey, how you doing, Jerry? All right, welcome. Hey, you, thank you for welcoming me to my show. All the time. Um, great show. Hey, I agree. Uh, um, I just was telling your sidekick there, I've been through several <laughs> FBI investigations, background investigations. Here's the deal hmm. that everybody is missing. Number one, Brett Kavanaugh, this is the seventh time, filled, first of all, he filled out an investigation an application in writing to be the Supreme Court judge. This application details his life from high school all the way to present time. His co-workers, everybody was questioned by the FBI. Co-workers, family, you know, kindergarten teacher, this, 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 every one of them. It was detailed. That's why the FBI doesn't have to ask him any questions. He has all of them in writing. Yep. So they, they go and they try to find a falsehood in his statements that are in writing. None of them are in writing by Balsey Ford. They're none because she's not going through an FBI background investigation. What she's trying to claim is that there was a crime committed. She went through the wrong process. I'm sorry. But here's the deal. It's all in writing. This man has exposed himself to the FBI to the nth degree. 
And all they need to do is find somebody who says that he's lying and can prove it. That's it. And they haven't been able to do that. That's right. I mean, this is the seventh background investigation. He goes all the way back to the Bush White House. Right. And I and brought they this don't up. You have to yeah. ask him questions. No. Why would he wrote them down? All of his statements. They have to ask these people all over the country, everywhere that he was known, to try to make a falsehood out of it. That's what the FBI does. And, and if these it, people it, are ignorant. Well, and they try to trick people into, into knowing how the, to, to saying what the process is like. The Democrats are lying about what the process is like, which is what you've just pointed out. And I really appreciate that. You got it. Thank you, Harold. Take care, man. Thank you for the phone call. Have a good one. 852, all more coming up. It's King. Yes. Hey, would you say your water feels silky? Silky smooth. It really does. It really does. We stayed at a hotel once that offered that fancy water. And it was nice. It is nice. It's refreshing. It feels good. Now I want to go take a shower. <laughs> go take a bath. <laughs> and shave. I'm not a believer. Leave me alone. Facebook Live so everybody can see you. No. No. Gary Lewis with you, by the way. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Should I shave for the people? I'm going to be at Saddlebrook Ranch today at 4 o'clock. No. I don't think you should. You should trim the bottom, and then that way you can do selfies with all the uh, the ladies there, and they can put their hands on your face. But when I shave, they're like, you look so young. I I still look young, I think, right? Shay, how old do you think I am? Watch it. Watch it. Shay is is training here. So watch what you say. Your future depends on it. No, it's okay. Can I give a range? No, no, no. Give a number. There's no range. There are wrong answers, but you can give give a number. Thinking on the radio doesn't work. At the most, 40. At the most. No, give me give me a number. What do you think 40. I am? 40. Gun to your head. 40. That's the best answer you have. Yes. Crap, I'm 41. I should shave. <laughs> <laughs> and moisturize more often. Thank you. Thank you. I've told this story, right? Before before three things. I told this have I told this story before? No. Tell it again. So this is like probably, I don't know, a year ago, maybe two years ago. It shouldn't be that long ago. So my wife is with our oldest. This must be at least a year, two two years ago, because I don't think we had the other one yet. The other one. And uh the the bathroom in my son's room, I was in there shockingly washing my hands. And I yelled to my wife. You know, your husband has some great hair. And she yells back. Now, again, you heard what I said, right? I yelled, you know, your husband has some great hair. And she yells back. She yelled, thank you. Oh, my goodness, thank you. She yells, I know, I didn't want to say anything. I went, what? She said, yeah, I noticed. I didn't didn't really want to say anything. And I said, wait a second what did you say? And she stops. She says, what did you say? And I said, oh my God. I said, I have great hair. You thought I said gray hair. And she's like, uh, yeah, I, I didn't want it. I didn't want to say, I'm like, oh, really? And it's not really good. I mean, you see a couple little speckles of things, right? No, not really. They look blonde. Is that what you're going to go like, with? Yeah. That's what I said. Well, the, you the hair too. on your head looks blonde, but the know. hair on your face looks all gray. Shay, who thinks I'm old. <laughs> Shay, what do you, does it look gray? Does it look blonde? Just remember, your future depends on Turn it. Turn on your mic. Turn on your mic. Yeah, I get this on record. This isn't radio. Can I plead the fifth? 
Well, at least you don't have a receding hairline like mine. That's true. I'm going to shave now. Now I'm going to shave. You want to park shave. a limo over here, sir? Got plenty of space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's that. Three things I think you need to know. We're a little bit behind right here. Garrett's old. Midlife crisis. I'm going bold. And Shay's never going to work in this building ever again. <laughs> uh, three things. Number one, the FBI supplemental report. The background probate of Kavanaugh is out. And according to Chuck Grassley, uh, the Senate Judiciary Chairman, nothing in it corroborates anything Christine Ford said. No crap. Really? Of course, Ford's lawyers said, we're very disappointed. The FBI didn't talk to any of the witnesses that can corroborate her story, which is funny because there are no witnesses. Every witness she named said, no, it didn't happen. What? What? This is too good. So uh, McConnell said there's going to be a vote on Saturday. Uh, well, a procedure, procedure vote tomorrow. We could, as early as Saturday, have a vote on, on Kavanaugh, and people are going to be very happy, and then people are going to be very mad, and we once again will laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, Susan Collins told the media, the latest investigation is very thorough. Anyway, second thing I think you need to know, I know you're going to get that. The second thing I think you need to know is that the Democrats really screwed up. They're firing up Republicans. Latest poll from PBS, NPR, Marist College shows in July, voter enthusiasm. Republicans that said, yeah, it's, it's very important to vote in November was at 68%. It's jumped to 80%. Now it's at 80%. Democrats at 82, statistical tie. Yeah, baby. Third thing I think you need to know, economy is on fuego. Fuego. 235,000 jobs added in September. 235,000 jobs added. 185 expected. 3.9% unemployment rate. Mark Zandi says it keeps going at this rate. Mark, the economy is on fire. Could be around 3% 12 months from now for an unemployment. That's incredible. Three things I think you need to know. By the way, Rasmussen, latest Rasmussen daily poll, right? Daily presidential tracking poll. 50% of likely U.S. voters support the job performance of President Trump. Notice it, it's not, do you like him? It's the job. What do you think of his job? Because there are people that love the results, but don't like a damn thing he's saying. Like my wife last night, she's just like, I, because I, I said, oh, did you see what he said about uh, Blazy Ford? Did you see what he said about her at, at, in Mississippi? She goes, I don't like it. I disagree with you on that. And again, once it, once again, it's another example of my wife disagreeing with me and her being wrong. Now, this is why it's okay you can disagree with me. It's all right. You don't have to leave. We don't have to agree on everything. My wife, who is not going to leave me, at least that I know of, um, she disagrees with me. Uh, so people can get upset with some things that he does, but they still like the job that he's doing. Matter of fact, I got an email uh, from some, from some uh, these are great people. Um, Dave and Betsy, Dave and Betsy Smith, they are the uh, foremost police trainers, law enforcement trainers in the country. And they listen, they travel around, they were traveling around everywhere. They email me, um, we're listening in Wyoming, we're listening here on the iHeartRadio app. I can't, I can't thank them enough. But he wrote me an email a couple days ago. Just had a meeting with some folks from Ohio. It was on Tuesday, he emailed me, Dave did. Just had a meeting with some folks from Ohio who are absolutely livid about the way the left is attacking conservatives. I mean mad, he says. And then he writes, funny how they started the conversation with a statement about how they dislike Trump's comments, then finished the sentence with how much they love what he does. <laughs> That's why the polling, you got to be, a, they'll say, polling shows this, polling shows that, approval this. What was the question that was asked? All right, that's what it comes down to. What is the question that was asked? So Rasmussen clearly says, 
the job performance of Trump. 50% of likely voters approve of what he does. 49% disapprove. Um, now, that's pretty good stuff. Now, Trump's tracking pretty well. At the same point in his presidency, Rasmussen found Obama had 48% approval, 51 disapprove. A month ago, Rasmussen's daily tracking poll had Trump 10 points underwater, 44-54. Now he's at 50. But if you watch the media coverage, you'd think that everybody in America is against Kavanaugh and what he's doing, right? Yet, in a month, he has gone from 44% approval to 50%. And he's beating Obama. Huh. But the media frames it as, well, Trump's only getting 49 or 50% approval. It's just terrible. It's this, that, blah, blah, blah. Did they say the same thing about Obama? Probably not. Probably not. Um, now, we have many, 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 many things to talk about. But I can hear from you as well. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just telling, oh, there's, there's more I want to get to as well with this stuff. Uh, we still have to get the John Bolden, Ted Koppel. That was funny to me. Um, but let's start. Ryan's telling me to go to Steve. Steve, welcome to KNST. Hello, Steve. Good morning, Garrett. How are you? What's up, man? Hey, listen, uh, two quick things. <clears throat> I think the comments by uh, Susan Collins tipped her hand as to which way she's going to vote. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, and the other thing, too, is nobody's talking about the independence and, and basically where the independent voter is. I think that's what's going to really decide mm. the election um, come come this November. And I think if the Republicans, if they just if they just go out there and they talk about where the economy is and where the economy's been and where the economy's going, of course, we don't know where it's going because it just keeps going up and up and up. But if they, if they just do that and they focus on that, that's going to draw the independents. Uh, the Republicans are already there, and we know that. And the Democrats, we know where they're at. But we've got we to get out there and get the independents and get, you know, six-pack Joe and... and, and, uh, and, and and people like that that that, that, that go out there and, and work every day in, in, in the middle of the country. Don't you and, think they already like Trump? I believe they do. Now, uh, you bring I, up, I, hang on a second. You bring up a very good point. Do you think uh, if the if the independents were not going for Trump, don't you think the media would say that? I don't know. I, no of course use. they. If, you know, they don't they don't talk about the great economic success because they don't want people to no, know it. So if, hang on, exactly hang on. Right. So if the independents were actually not going for Trump, they would they would scream that from the rooftops. Now, if well, they are. They're going to keep quiet on that because they don't want people to know. They don't want people to feel good. Well, I would, I would think so, I th- and I, I agree with you there. But, I, you know, it would, it would almost be kind of nice to see some Rasmussen polling on, on independence. But I, I've, I've kind of looked, and I really haven't seen any, and I don't know whether they just don't poll them. Uh, or if they do, we don't see we don't see the results because, like you said, the media would, wouldn't like the results, so mm-hmm. they don't want to they don't want to print the results. But I, you know, I pay attention to Fox pretty much most of the time, and, and I haven't seen anything on them either. But anyway, that was the two points I wanted. I think Susan Collins, uh, Murkowski, they're all in the yes column. I don't think there's any question. About I, you that. think but, it's going to be fifty three forty seven? You think you get all the Republicans plus maybe a mansion yes. and a McCaskill or a mansion and a height camp? Even the height camp yes. looks like she's done. She's like ten points down. Yes. I, no, I, I don't think there's. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I believe it will be probably 53 plus um, uh, to to uh, confirm him, and I think there'll be a couple Democrats that, uh, especially the two you named, that if they don't, um, and they may still be they they may still be in trouble anyway. Yeah, I regardless think, I think of they are. They vote. So anyway, I think okay, they thank are. you very much. Have thank, a good day. Thank, thank you, too, Steve. Time. Take care. 
My pleasure. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. You know, there was a, uh, you know, I tell people not to vote. Not everybody, just people that don't have a clue. You'll screw up my life. And there was a, uh, there was a story I saw on the Washington Examiner. One in three, only one in three passed the U.S. citizenship test. Like people that are actually here, born here. Only 19% of Americans that are 45 and younger pass the citizenship test. Which, one, makes me think once again, and I don't want to really go down, you know, listen, red for red. If only 19% of Americans 45 and younger pass the citizenship test, maybe we should look at what exactly is being taught in school. Huh? You ever think of, I mean, it's obvious, right? And they don't teach history like they should. They don't know the great things about this country, which is why they just push bad things. So when you want your extra money, screw you. And I, well, teachers, they don't pick their curriculum. It's the superintendents. It's this. It's, it's the school board. Give me a, I don't care. Teachers need to pipe up and say what needs to be taught. They're the so-called experts, right? They're the ones that, we're the teachers. We know what it takes. And I, listen, I love my kid's kindergarten teacher. She's great. Fantastic. But this is embarrassing. We have a major problem in our education system. If only 19%, according to a survey done for the Woodrow Wilson National Fellowship Foundation, actually pass the U.S. citizenship test. And the test, by the way, only requires 60% of the answers to be correct. I believe it's out of 100, correct? Right? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. My German neighbors are, are going for their citizenship. Oh, He's awesome. been studying for, for, for weeks. Probably knows more about it. Totally does. Um, here we go. Here's some really embarrassing things. 72% of respondents either incorrectly identified or were unsure of which states were part of the 13 original states. 24% could correctly identify one thing Benjamin Franklin was famous for. 37% thought it was inventing the light bulb. It's not. 12% incorrectly thought World War II General Dwight Eisenhower led troops in the Civil War. 2% said the Cold War was caused by climate change. I'm being serious. Oh, boy. I'm being serious. Only 13% of those surveyed knew when the Constitution was ratified, even on a multiple-choice exam that's similar to the citizenship exam. Most incorrectly thought it occurred in 1776. Yeah. Over half didn't know which countries the U.S. fought in World War II. I wonder if you surveyed the anti-Kavanaugh protesters. How'd they do? 52% 57% of those surveyed didn't know how many justices actually serve on the Supreme Court. Yep. yep, yep. I blame Adelita Grajalva. She's part of the problem. Her dad, he was on the school board. That's where he started. Anyway, 923, phones, we'll get to you. I promise you, I promise you, I will. I got to get to the CNN thing. I mean, there's so much we need to get to. Don't go anywhere. Uh, also, uh, you know, Dick Durbin, Democratic Senator Dick Durbin of Illinois, threw out this random allegation, random thing out there, that there's this new, new information on Kavanaugh. It's sexual. It's, ne- it's really bad. It's nefarious, as he called it. One of his own Democrats said, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. We'll get to that as well. Don't go anywhere. KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Yes, 929. Gary Lewis with you.
KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. What the hell are we going to talk about next week? <laughs> How's Trump destroying the world next week? Going to be sunny in 88 today. I love it. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be a good Thanksgiving. It's exciting. I thought last year was good. Good Thanksgiving. Right around Christmas time, we got the tax cuts passed. It's Life is good. Do we in need to keep going? In America, it is. It is. Yes, you're damn right. Defin- you're damn definitely, right. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, get this. Remember how people say "Make America Great Again" is a, it's actually racist. We've we've done those stories, right? Yep. It's racist. It's really make make white people great again, right? Isn't that the way it is? Yep. <sighs> I've never understood that. I mean, "Make America Great Again" is about America, but I don't know if you are aware of this. If you really, Garrett, you're full of it. It is racist. Trump saying in code, it's only for white people. Make America white again. Remember we heard that? Make America white again. Apparently, Trump was not the first person to use this term. Make America great again. I want you to hear what happened on October 4th, 1991. Listen to Bill Clinton. Hands and your hearts to give me your prayers and your help. I believe that together we can make America great again. Oh. And with your help, your heart, your devotion, and your efforts, we can build a community of hope that will inspire the world. So he, like, took from Obama and Trump right there. (laughs) Or they took it from him. So Bill said, make America great again. Ah. Interesting, right? Interesting. You know what's going to be funny? All this stuff for uh, for Brett Kavanaugh. As soon as he comes down on a ruling that isn't conservative and sides with the libs, people are going to lose their minds. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have much more to get to. Please stay with me. Got to play the CNN thing when we get back. It is it is really remarkable. We got to get that when we get back. It's, it's that good. Uh, also, you know, there's another reason. It's not just, I mean, Supreme Court is very big, but we wanted a lot of other stuff. Refugee status, like America... To get the Trump, the Trump administration, get him in there with the right people in there. Things that you've been wanting to happen are actually happening. And we don't even know it because we get overrun. Uh, John Bolton owned a reporter whose feelings were hurt because he said Palestine is not a state. We'll get to that, too. Don't go anywhere. On KNSD, it's Fox. Hey, it's a good thing you're here. He has a lot to tell you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Word. 940, thanks for hanging out. Garrett Lewis with you. Now, um, just so you know, here's a bonus thing. Again, my Islanders. This is how much I like the Saddlebrook Ranch people. Now, granted, they asked me months ago to go speak, and they said, what day? I said, sure, that day it works. It was before the NHL schedule came out, and the Islanders kick off their season today at 4 o'clock, the same time I'm giving a speech at Satterberg Ranch. So I'm taping the game. I'm recording it. Uh, The sworn enemy to mankind, John Tavares, scored a goal yesterday for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's like the Jeff Flake of the NHL. Complete and total fraud. But anyway, if you get the NHL and you follow it, you'll understand. But it's true. It's true. I don't have any comment on this. Good. <clears throat> Three things I think you need to know. Number one is the the, uh, the FBI report has come out about Kavanaugh. It has absolutely nothing, nothing at all. Zero, zip, zilch. 
Nothing corroborating any allegations set forth by Dr. Ford. The FBI interviewed nine people, got a sworn statement from a tenth. What's funny is that Ford's lawyer said, we're mad. They didn't talk to our client and, and, and any of the witnesses that corroborate her story. And there are no witnesses that corroborate her story. So there'll be a procedural vote tomorrow. And it looks like he might be uh, confirmed. There'll be a vote to confirm him as early as Saturday. So we'll see. Second thing I think you need to know is that voter enthusiasm has jumped up for the Republicans because of this Kavanaugh situation. Marist uh, PBS NPR poll has 80. Now, 80 percent of Republicans say it's very important to vote in November. It wasn't 68 percent in July. Now it's at 80, 82 percent of Democrats. So it's a statistical tie right now between the Republicans and the Democrats. By the way, Trump is at 50 percent approval in the Rasmussen Daily Poll. 50 percent. That's awesome. Third thing I think you need to know. Economy added 235,000 jobs in the private sector, according to ADP. Uh, unemployment 3.9. And they said it's the economy is on fire right now. In 12 months, Mark Zandi said we could see 3 percent, around 3 percent unemployment, which would be absolutely incredible. Three things I think you need to know. Um, now, um, wow. Sorry, there's just news because all of a sudden now that this Kavanaugh thing looks like it may be okay. Uh, there's a Fox news alert that says a top FBI lawyer has identified a lawyer for Hillary Clinton's campaign as a Russia probe source. No kidding. We know that, that fake Russian dossier, not to go off topic here. That fake Russian dossier we know was paid for by Hillary, Hillary's campaign and the Russia and the DNC. So of course Hillary and we we know the lawyer that's doing it. We know all that stuff. It's we're going to get back onto that stuff. I guess next month back to uh, next week back to Mueller, Mueller, Russia, 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 Mueller, 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 that kind of stuff. So anyway, let me get back on it. I want you to hear this. This is why people can't stand CNN. Uh, was Jim Skudo, Shudo, whatever his name is. Anyways, talk with uh, a columnist for USA Today who I don't know, Scott Jennings. And Scott Jennings, they're talking about, you know, basically the temperament of Brett Kavanaugh. Throw him up over there if you don't mind. Uh, and they're talking about the temperament of, of, uh, of Kavanaugh. And the Jennings guy, you'll hear he's like, dude, they, they smeared him. They said he was like, dude, the drug chicks to rape him and gangs. And anyway, just, just listen to the CNN anchor as well. Here we go. To these uh, law professors who signed this letter, I wonder how... Hang on a second. Yes, the law professors, there was about 650 law professors, including one at the U of A, signed a letter saying that... Kavanaugh is not fit for the Supreme Court, these dingbats. Hang on. They would react if somebody showed up on their campus and ran a three-week or four-week campaign to call them a rapist, a gang rapist, a drunken, you know, no account, whatever. I don't think they would react very well. I wonder what their temperament would have been. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I think Judge Kavanaugh reacted exactly the way most Americans would react to being smeared. Wait, Scott, frankly, I, I got to ch- challenge this, Scott. No, 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 no. Let, let, let me challenge that because it's about become a talking point. If they said point. about him, I think oh, I would have asked somebody to step outside. Right, but, but, but you're not, here's, the, here's the difference, Scott. But, but th- this is a person running guy. for a lifetime, well, not running, but being considered yeah. for a lifetime position. The fact is, this is Washington. This is politics. But political candidates been accused of horrible this is what this is it's okay that he gets totally smeared that he's a a guy that drug chicks to rape him at parties and things like that because it's politics it's okay according to cnn it's okay it's politics it's politics and it gets even better keep me up over there oh yeah and this is the cnn anchor wanting to jump in and defend it things for years and it becomes uh, gang a test, rape? really. Gang how do you rape? respond? How do you respond to that? It, and, and trust me, I'm not taking issue with responding. He's got a 12 year record. Been... It's a fair question. Mm-hmm. It's okay, a fair Margaret. question. He's Margaret, got a 12 year record on the bench. He's well, got a 12 year record on the bench. 
Margaret. That, that's exactly right. I mean, here's the thing. Politicians, you're right, have been accused of doing mm -hmm. far worse. But they're politicians, lifetime politicians. They're used to taking this, the sling, taking the stuff, throwing it back. Oh, he's Judge got a Kavanaugh history is, in politics. I mean, he, he worked for Ken Starr. He worked in the Bush White House. He doesn't have to be open to, to election. It's true. Mm -hmm. He has, certainly has a political background. But he has never been on the line before like this. Mm -hmm. The way. There you go, CNN. This is CNN. There you go. That's that's fantastic right there. But it's politics. Sorry. Speaking of CNN, this was epic. This was so funny. You're going to love hearing this. I didn't get a chance to play it yesterday. 146, if you don't mind, Shay. Ted Koppel, there's some kind of panel, and you have that, that bald guy, Brian Stetler for CNN. He does the media whatever for CNN. He's, he's just a little, he's, he's nothing. Anyway, he's on that panel. He's on CNN. He's on this panel. And then Ted Ted Koppel is on it, too. And Ted Koppel literally destroys Ryan Stetler and CNN with, with their hatred of Trump. Just listen to this. This is awesome. Money. Donald Trump has been very, very good for baseball. <laughs> he has been wonderful for the industry. Your boss acknowledged as much a number of number of months ago during the campaign. Les Donald Trump, was. huh? It was Les Moonves who acknowledged Les Moonves it. Les Moonves also <laughs> acknowledged it, but so did the head of CNN. Mm -hmm. But that means what? That, that if ratings mean, are up, that means what? That, oh, the ratings are up. It means you can't do without Donald Trump. You would be lost without Donald Trump. That is what he says. Ted, you know that's not true. CNN's <laughs> ratings would be in the toilet without Donald Trump. <laughs> you know that's not true. You're, you're, you're playing is. for laughs. You've lived through enough presidencies to know Hold on there a will second, be more Brian. presidents. What were the ratings before Trump and what are the ratings Listen. now? I would say uh, we might be up 20, we might be up 30%, we might be up 40%. If we go back down 40%, that's okay too. Really? Uh, well, it may not be okay. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it's fine. I, I reject the premise that these networks are making so much money off of Trump and thus we, we benefit from oh. it. I of course it's okay if we go down in ratings. It's okay. That right there shows they don't care if they go down in ratings. Their agenda. As long as we make Trump fail, as long as we bash conservatives, as long as we destroy Republicans, it's okay. We're not in this to get ratings and make money. We're in this just to make sure that we can destroy people on the right. Ted Koppel got this guy to expose himself. What business person? It's okay if we go down ratings. Really? It's okay if we go down in ratings. <clears throat> My goodness. Just crazy. Crazy stuff, isn't it? Uh, one more for you. It's a little off topic, but this is what you want. You want, uh, like, there's a story that came out a couple days ago, not even mention the news. Refugee admissions at the lowest level in history. Because we don't know who, it's not because like we hate people. We don't want people, uh, it, it has nothing to do with anything except the fact that we can't vet people from these third world countries where terrorists are hanging out. That's it, right? This is all happening under the Trump administration. More things, more winning that we wanted. Anyway, 145, John Bolton, the stash, National Security Advisor. You got to hear this. He's talking about how uh, Palestine, right? Palestine. He, he says it's not a state. Apparently a reporter took umbrage with that and he owned. This is what we want from America. This is leadership. These are facts, not PC crap. Listen to this. Here we go. Mr. Ambassador, you just uh, addressed Palestine and said it is a so-called state. Is that language productive in achieving the it's president? It's accurate. So, but the president recommitted to um, the, the president... 
in New York City, as you know, recommitted his goal to achieving a two-state solution. That's right. So um, is using that sort of language productive in oh, his the language. Goal? Yeah, sure, of course. It's not a state now. It does not meet the customary international law test of statehood. Uh, it doesn't control defined boundaries. Uh, it doesn't fulfill the, the normal functions of government. There are a whole host of reasons why it's not a state. It could become a state, as the president said, but that requires uh, 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 diplomatic negotiations with Israel and others. So calling it the so-called state of Palestine defines exactly what it has mm -hmm. been, a position that the United States government has pursued uniformly uh, since 1988 when the Palestinian Authority declared itself to be the state of Palestine. We don't recognize it as the state of Palestine. We have consistently, across Democratic and Republican administrations, opposed the admission of Palestine uh, to the United Nations as a state because it's not a state. There you go. That's how. But the language. We can hurt someone's feelings. Get out of here. 951. Jeff Flake. What does Jeff Flake say about this supplemental FBI report? I will tell you in four. KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk.